Warning, the following podcast contains sexual content, criminal activity, and Breaking Bad spoilers. Persistive listeners, all offensive terms have been replaced with the word Nicorette. Sorted confessions of two men with nothing in common but an accent. I'm James. And I'm Ant. And today we're doing something a little bit different here on The Built. You like that? It's the Built, yeah, I like that. It's, it's snappy. You know, I've been trying to acronym. Yeah, you know, BTBB. I don't know if that doesn't roll off the tongue as well. That, that sounds like some kind of fetish. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a hardcore BTBB-er. <laughs> Big time. Yeah, plus The Built, you know. It kind of implies you know, some kind of violence. Yeah, ooh, and sexual violence, which is, of course, the best kind. Speaking of sexual violence, <laughs> uh, a few days after the last episode went up, mm-hmm. a friend of ours told us that well, he was checking to see what search terms people had entered in to find our blog. Yeah. And apparently one person had found us by Googling the words Bible, Exodus, and Dildo. <laughs> because those three things just go together. Yeah, I would – I mean, what are you looking for? I don't know. Not even an Google image search. Hey, did you try to Google it? Did you – I'm going to Google that right now. And please go to image search. That just fascinates me. I mean, was he looking for porn? Religion? Or, you know, nice place to stay on the weekend. And he found our blog. Did he listen to an episode? Did he like it? Is he listening to this one? Alright, first result. Golden dildos in the Bible. <laughs> this podcast is over, I'm... I'm more interested in this now. So that's what they talk about with King Solomon had in his mind. <laughs> Interesting. This Bible verse, Ezekiel sixteen seventeen, was used as an epigram in The Stimulators. Thou hast taken thy fair jewels of my gold and of my silver, which I have given thee, and madest to thyself images of men, and didst commit whoredom with them. Nice. No. See, that's what like that's the thing about the Bible, man. If you don't pay attention to what they're saying, you think, oh, it's just boring. There are a lot of freaky stuff. There's a lot of freaky stuff in the Bible. Just look what Noah got into. Yeah, you don't know 40 days and 40 nights on a boat. With very loose daughters. Yes. And every type of animal <laughs> in existence. And two of them. Two of them in small confines. So Yeah, they can't run away on a boat. I can relate at blogs. What's a dildo? Well, people people want to know, man. I mean, not everybody is as world, you know, known as we are. I mean, we know everything, so. I'm tempted to click on that, but we have a show to do. That, that's what this be this episode, just you clicking your net links and me reacting. I'll be fine <laughs> just, with that. Just us researching dildos. 
I mean, apparently that's what people look for whenever they find our show. I mean, we need to talk about dildos more. It would not be a wasted episode. Yeah, that's what we should retool the show as it develops and we cater to our fan base. We develop the BTBB fetish. (laughs) Something involving golden dildos. And Bibles. And the exodus of cum. (laughs) Um, As I was saying... We're going to try something a little different this episode. Instead of telling stories from our lives, we're going to tell stories from other people's lives. Yes. We're, it's a nice case of us um, partaking in schadenfreude, which, you know, is a German psychological word, which means uh, taking pleasure in the pain of others. Nice shout out to our German listeners. Yes. You're welcome. Mein Air. Now, this episode is all for them. We're just going to start like, working in German words as you know throughout the episode. There's nothing Germans love more than laughing at the misery of others. Yeah, that kind of happened back during the Second World War, but <laughs> and there we've lost all the German listeners. That is a closed chapter in our history. Unsubscribe. From 1939 to 1945, we did nothing. Nothing. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna um, do some news stories. We're gonna do a whole episode of It Came from the South. You need to do you need to do the um the unsolved mysteries music. <laughs> I always wonder about unsolved mysteries like what's his name Robert Stack. I always think he did it. <laughs> he was guilty. Like he's this spirit that goes between worlds, committing horrible acts throughout history. Exactly. And then he confesses them in that mysterious room filled with smoke. And then he goes on to be an airplane. See, Unsolved Mysteries was shot like in the 30s. Robert Stack is immortal. He faked his death. He lives. Well, I think that black room just exists out of time. Yeah, that's where he's staying at right now. He's still doing Unsolved Mysteries, but there's no one watching. Well, if you look carefully, a lot of the mysteries on that show haven't happened yet. My God. There's still time. We can we can save, us, save them all, James. We can <laughs> save them all. Or we can just, you know, talk about dildos and... I think Robert Stack would want us to talk about dildos. Yeah, he, he's listening. He's one of our fans. He's hardcore into BTBB. <laughs> so, the podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, before we launch into our individual stories, we have a story we both found that amused us to no end. Yes. Mostly because, you know, it's I think it's funny to a lot of people, but especially people who are fans of a certain television program. Apparently in... Tuscaloosa, your home state. Yeah, my home state of Tuscaloosa. Yeah, your home state of Tuscaloosa, the state of Tuscaloosa. You didn't know that? Tuscaloosa used to be a state. But, um, it's one of the many states on the island of Alabama. <laughs> yeah, the landlocked island of Alabama. But uh, in Tuscaloosa, there's this man. I don't know if he's been arrested yet, but he was wanted for meth distribution, making meth. And this man's name just so happens to be Walter White. Gus Spring couldn't bring him down, but by God, a few days in Alabama was his ruin. Exactly. Um, I like to think, when I saw this, I like to think in my head that like for the past five years, in between like, episodes, like seasons of Breaking Bad, Vince Gilligan goes down to Tuscaloosa and was shadowing this guy. <laughs> because there are like, you know, I've heard like, like writers, when they start TV shows and movies and stuff, they'll do research, and they'll even go to, like, to people like... Uh, the television program Sons of Anarchy, uh, Kurt Sutter, spent time with like real life outlaw motorcycle clubs, you know, to do research. And I just 
like the idea of all the stuff that happened in Breaking Bad so far actually happened to this Walter White guy. Yeah, his brother-in-law was a DA agent. You know, there's the the bear in the plane, the crawl space. Somewhere there's a real-life Saul. Yeah. Well, he's just Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, that's what Bob Odenkirk does on the side. He's a lawyer. Well, if you look, think back to the first episode of this season, when Walter's on the run, he kind of looks like this guy. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I can see that just a little bit, yeah. It's entirely possible this is some kind of abstract viral marketing. That's, I think, yeah, probably somebody from AMC paid this guy to change his name. Here's the funny part, though. This guy's name before changed the watch was Fred Rogers. <laughs> they used to call him Mr. Mister Rogers. So that really is a a character arc to go from Mr. Rogers to Walter White. Exactly. My God, it is Breaking Bad. He broke bad, all right. His, his sweater's covered in blood. <laughs> he uses fulminated mercury to blow up the land of uh, make-believe. <laughs> King Friday walks out, straightens his crown. The camera turns around, <laughs> his face is missing. <laughs> King Friday goes to meet the cat, asks him what kind of cat, talks to the DEA. No cat. <laughs> meow, 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 <laughs> Explosion. Oh, my God. What have we done? We've ruined Mr. Rogers. <laughs> And spoiled a good bit of Breaking Bad. I know there's one person who listens to our program who's been slowly watching Breaking Bad. He's been dragging his feet. But you know what? Fine. Spoilers. That's what. I don't care. You've been dragging your feet long enough, so I'm going to spoil the shit out of it for you. Get on that shit, Coke. Exactly. It's addictive. Like real meth. I suck dick for Breaking Bad, man. We all would. That's not even a joke. And that was this week's confession. <laughs> so that, Just let that hang there. So there was something you wanted to do with our stories. Yes, I tried to mix them up because, you know, obviously you don't know what I've got and I don't know what you've got. So kind of an idea of like pick and choose. Like, you know, like I've got a few and like whichever one goes to you, I like I'll do that one first. And then once we once I read the story and we talk about it a little bit, you know, then it's your turn. It's like let's make a deal, but the only prize is tragedy. Yes, tragedy and lots and lots of uh, joy on our part. All right, Matt, what you got? Put down your cards, boy. For me, I've got um, Alabama pastor holds whites only conference. There's that one, and from the Augusta area where I now live, toe sucker at Grovetown Walmart, <laughs> and. The third story I have, it's not like – I don't have an actual news story. This is just a story of something that happened in my hometown. There was a bank robbery in the town of Calhoun Falls back in like 98, 97. So those are my three stories. I've laid my cards on the table, sir. Choose wisely. I'm going to be like the the creepy guy from The Last Crusade. (laughs) You must choose wisely. Well, as – Tempting as the toe sucker is, I'm going to go with the whites-only congregation. Okay. So like I said, this is from early July in Alabama. Um, I'm so proud. Somewhere in Lamar County. Have you ever heard of Lamar County? I don't think so. I think that's up north. Town of Winfield. It says it's in the western part of the state. That's north enough for me. Too far north. Anything above Mobile is in Alabama. 
That's right. We don't talk to those South Yankees. <laughs> once, I say, once I get past Greenville, uh, uh-uh, there's all Yankees up there. Um, but okay, so Christian Identity Ministries is holding a three-day conference or held a three-day conference for so-called quote-unquote white Christians who contend that they have been treated unfairly. The Reverend Mel Lewis said to local TV station WSFA. Lewis, the organizer and keynote speaker, says that white Christians have the right, like any other Americans, to worship how they wish. Now, what makes this interesting is, you know, there's already some contrast around it, but it gets worse. Because at the conference, there are Ku Klux Klan flags and white supremacy slogans everywhere. And the conference, which will conclude or concluded with a cross being set on fire Friday night. Organizers say this isn't a cross burning, but rather a sacred Christian. Back up, back up. They're burning a cross, but it's not a cross burning. Yes, what they say is it's not a cross burning. It's a sacred Christian cross lighting. Completely different (laughs) in every single way. It's a cross barbecue. Yes, we're not breaking any laws, uh, Lewis said. We're not violating any ordinances. We're bringing the word of God to the people who want it, obviously, or they wouldn't be here. And he said later that – he says this about the people at the conference, the white people. They are part of the chosen race. <laughs> yeah, that's not racist you know, at all. Um, the mayor of the town nearby Winfield says residents are upset. And also that you know, he wants to say that you know, this town, they're not, you know, they're not affiliated with these people at all. Look, 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 we don't even know these assholes. <laughs> Business people are upset. The city is upset. The city of Winfield does not condone this. Uh, Wayne Silas, the mayor, told the TV station, it's surprising to see something like that in our town, said resident Tyler Cantrell. I know it's been here in the past. Organizers say their ministry is not a hate group, and although there's a strong KKK presence, the Klan does not sponsor the event. Okay, first of all, I think there are some rabbis who would take issue with the whole God's chosen race thing. I don't think so. But, but that's the thing, though, man. They're not racist, okay? They're just people who believe that white people are better than everybody else. This has got nothing to do with the Klan. The only dark meat we're burning is fried chicken. <laughs> we're not burning a cross, okay? We're lighting it up. It's a lighting, not a burning, okay? It will still stand at the end of the day. Yes. The point is, like I said, we're not being you know, KKK guys. We're not members of the Klan. This hood that I'm wearing, I'm just a fan. With the Wizard of Oz, okay? <laughs> now, now, now. The exalted Cyclops will do the keynote speech, but just he's here under his own volition. He was not invited. He, he, he'd be a little late, though. He's kind of busy over in Georgia adopting the highway. <laughs> he's cleaning it up himself. Yeah. They're making him, they're ma- the, people, the people in Georgia are making him clean up the highway dressed in the Klan uniforms, so it'll be a little while. Yeah. Half of them have already died from heat stroke. Well, I don't know, though. You know, that's, that's the thing, though. Like, you think, like, white in the sun, it seems to it absorbs sun a lot better than, like, you know, black robes. Which is something I've never got. I've seen, like, clansmen, like, wearing black robes. Doesn't that defeat the purpose? Kill the evil Nicorette clansmen. <laughs> like, there's a civil war between the Ku Klux Klan. KKK disassembled. <laughs> so what are they doing? They're all going to gather into this church and discuss the white man's burden? Probably. Or, like, what it means to be white and to love God. They love God so much that they will set a cross on fire in his name, in his honor. 
what it means to be white. Putting mayonnaise on things. Yes. Listening to Kenny G. <laughs> Dancing horribly. That's something that's always fascinated me, because people will bitch and moan endlessly about, oh, black people, they're always playing the race card. Everybody I've ever heard play the race card is white. Hmm. I don't know. I've, I've actually, to me, it's about the exact opposite. Like, I've never had anyone deal with the race card, like, you know, that I know, like, white or black. But now I know, like, people, like, in the media and people on TV will use the race card constantly. But yeah, I've, I've never really seen it. I might, I don't know how, how would a white person use the race card. That's what I want to know. We're white. We ruled the country for the past, you know, 230-some-odd years, so give us stuff. I own all of this. How dare you disrespect me? <laughs> That's the thing, though, like my family. I've always believed that there's a theory in my family that, as far as I can tell, traces back my family line or something. Even back, like, during the Civil War, like, we didn't have slaves, you know. We were poor white people. We were always poor white people. <laughs> You were actually the slaves of the other slaves. Exactly. That's what, you know, like, we were, like, there's this thing, like, some of my like, great-great-grandparents, if they were sharecroppers, which were pretty much white slaves, you know. You lived on this person's land and worked their land, and they gave you, like, a small cut of what you did. I mean, that was as close to slavery as a white person got, but that's my family. So that spiritual you sing whenever you're editing isn't racist. That's what I do. But every like, I can't count how many times I've heard a white person rant and rave about how they were mistreated just because they were white. America isn't for white people anymore. It's for everyone else. That black waitress who filled my copy up last, she didn't <laughs> like me because I was white. <laughs> nah, actually, like I said, I, I don't think. Let me. I'm trying to think though. You know, there has ever been a case of that. There was one one time. My mother didn't get a job because she was white, or she assumed she was white because she went to a job like at a government facility. And it was a black hair salon. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> you don't think I can do weave? I can do weave. I can braid. Um, but no, it was like some government job or something. And. Like, her interview, quote-unquote, she went in, and this lady made her sit down, and they talked about, like, in-name things for, like, five minutes. And, like, all right, you can go. Didn't ever ask her about the job. Didn't even ask her about her skills or anything. Just, you know, she brought her in there to fill a quota to, you know, say she interviewed so many people. They had one of those color cards they have at Home Depot in the paint section. Mmm, <laughs> not good enough. They held up to her face. Nah, a couple more shades, and we'll be good to go. What do you think it would be like to be the token white guy in an office? I don't know. Everybody's just so nice to you. Everybody wants their picture taken with you to prove that they have a white friend. I, I have white friends all the time. He'd come over to my house one time. Well, he was on my porch, but he never went actually inside. Man, a white man cut my grass yesterday. You think I'm racist? I'm, I'm giving that white man a job. Do you know how his people have suffered? I mean, they used to own everything. They have to put up with guilt, man, of being white. They lost their slaves. Yes. Cut them a break. <laughs> Black man's burden. <laughs> All right. As for my stories, I have Rednecks for Obama page creates controversy. <laughs> Sorry, just a headline. <laughs> I know. Uh, 
Florida woman masturbates on busy highway. And New Orleans police asking for public's help in identifying Alabama man's scrotum. I don't know what to pick. <laughs> They're all so wonderful. I know. Let's go with the scrotum one. <laughs> okay, this is a story from a few months back. After January's big championship game between LSU and the University of Alabama. Roll Tide. That's what you got to say. Roll Tide. Like, you don't go – you can't go 24 hours without hearing somebody say Roll Tide. It's like in uh, Alabama, it's like you have to do it. This is state law. When you pull up to a drive through window, I want uh, a Diet Coke, a Whopper, Roll Tide. If, if you break the rules, Nick Saban will come to your house and beat the shit out of you <laughs> and then make you run laps. After the big LSU-USA game, a rowdy Alabama fan was recorded pressing his balls against the face of an unconscious LSU <laughs> fan inside a crowded Crystal Burger as the unforgiving crowd laughed and hooted. Oh, my God. Adding insult to injury, within days, the video was posted on the Internet and became a viral hit, amusing fans of drunken douchebaggery everywhere. Yeah, well, I think that rivalry really that jumps it up a notch. Just one thing to like beat a team, you know, so handily, but to just teabag a guy while he's down—that's nothing. I don't even want to talk about what they do to Auburn fans. They've been found skinned alive, <laughs> hanging from trees. They have tiger stripes painted all over them. It's horrible. <laughs> but not amused was the New Orleans Police Department who released a press statement referring to the crime as an act of sexual battery <laughs> and asked for the public's help in finding the perpetrator. <laughs> so this so this guy is a sex offender. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's all it takes, man. Just one time, one innocent act of teabaggery is what separates you from the rapist out there. Remember that, folks. I'm sure in the press conference they had the victim come forward, like a giant pear-shaped bruise on his forehead <laughs> i am a victim i can never sleep in a crowded crystal burger again <laughs> i can't sleep on my face it hurts it hurts to blink um now that's not all oh boy in addition to the scrotal smearing another man in the video was seen exposing himself <laughs> climbing atop the unconscious man before being discouraged by a female onlooker so he was pretty much, was he going to like stick his dick in his mouth? There's no telling what was about to happen. <laughs> this thing was like a few seconds away of being like, you know, stupid to incredibly dark. It was, it was about to escalate. Exactly. It was going to jump up a notch. Now, this man was later revealed to be the son of the sports director at the local news station. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the man who got teabagged? No, the man who was exposing himself okay. and about to put his dick in the guy's mouth. Okay. The guy who was about to commit mouth rape. And he was the son of the sports director at the local news station, a fact that they had to acknowledge live on air during the sports cast. Just imagine that, like, you know, like, we go live to this Crystal Burger, like, Bobby? <laughs> Bobby, no! And, like, the guy just breaks down. He crumples onto the desk. So the Tide really whooped LSU this weekend. And by the way, here's my son mouth-raping an Alabama fan. That's a good boy. Just like his daddy told him. Oh, Bobby. 
You're such a card. Now, there was you know, a manhunt for a while. Yeah, of course. They had posters up. Have you seen the scrotum? <laughs> and eventually, he was captured. Mm. Because a few days after the manhunt went out, the sheriff decided that he would finally watch the video. After watching the video, he realized that the man teabagging the unconscious Alabama fan was his cousin, <laughs> one Brian Downing. Wow, this is like the who's that that town version of like the who's who, you know, video. Just everybody was raping this guy. It didn't matter exactly. I mean, it's just something. So that's what happens. Like the the town's social elite, they get together. They think they're powerful and they can't be stopped. You know, starts with the teabag and escalates with the mouth rape. Before you know it, they're just killing LSU fans. This town was that close to the breaking point. I mean, you look in the background. The mayor's rubbing the guy's toothbrush on his ass. <laughs> the the town council's getting ready to give him like a gorilla mask. So when I went out there and looked at it, and it was like, you have got to be kidding me, Taylor said. I just wonder, like, is this, is like, he sounds like he's surprised, but I wonder if like, this guy's, like, every family has a cousin like that. A cousin that, who puts know, his balls on things. Yeah, like, teabag, him teabagging, anybody or anything is definitely not out of the question. He said, it is out of character for Brian. I am shocked as a member of this family. And I am shocked as an Alabama fan. <laughs> Roll Tide. <laughs> Roll Tide. I'm going to show you a photo of this guy. Oh, boy. Just look at the look of shame in his eyes. That is a man who is being arrested for having his balls on the internet. Oh, poor. Who are the two black guys escorting him? Just the two black guys. Okay. They're LSU fans. They're, go they're going to go... <laughs> Teabag him. Justice. <laughs> that poor guy, yeah, he looks so distraught. If Morgan Freeman walks out, maybe that'll go easy on him. I'd like to, I like to tell you they went easy on him. I'd like to tell you that. But this is the real world. <laughs> I'd like to say he fought the good fight. But those balls hit his forehead with such veracity... Brian was never quite the same again. <laughs> so, more of that story. Never, ever fall asleep in a Crystal Burger. Exactly. I mean, first off, I don't know about you, but I've never been big on Crystal anyway. So, I don't ever... I didn't even think you could go inside Crystal. Like, they were mostly just drive-through. Or they used to be, anyway. The Crystals around here are, but, you know. I don't even trust Crystal. The little bitty burgers, they cheat you out of switch meat, man. Then they teabag you, insult to injury. For all we know, that guy worked there. <laughs> the guy who, the teabagger. Yeah. I mean, for all we know, that wasn't his balls. That was just two Crystal burgers. He was trying to save his life by feeding them in his sleep. <laughs> eat, eat. <laughs> You'll starve to death. He was just trying to be a good Samaritan. He gets labeled with this sexual predator. Although I am a fan of another team, I respect and cherish our differences. Now eat! <laughs> and now he's a sex offender. Just imagine that, like, you know, the whole thing about being a sex offender. Anytime you move somewhere, you know, you have to go around the neighborhood and say, hey, I'm a, you know, registered sex offender. Um, so, just letting you know. I mean, even if something like that, something stupid like that, you know, 
I'm uh, just letting you know one time, uh, a few years back, you probably heard about on on the news. Uh, I rubbed my balls on a guy's face. Well, I'm just saying hello to the whole neighborhood. Uh, I'm having a barbecue next week if you uh, if you want to come by. Just just don't fall asleep. Yeah, make sure you stay awake. Uh, that was inappropriate. I'm um, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just nervous. Um, I'm Brian. You have a lovely home here, and I'll see you at the cookout. Um, I have to know before I leave, though, are you an LSU fan? <laughs> you are. So, um, yeah, don't fall asleep. <laughs> Roll Tide. <laughs> That's football, man. That's how people take football down here. All right. And you have two more stories? Yes. Um, the Toe Sucker in Grovetown and the bank robbery. I will go with the Toe Sucker Proxy. Toe Sucker Proxy, yes, indeed. Um, so, just to preface this briefly, um, Grovetown is uh, it's one of the suburbs of like Augusta. Um, it's maybe 30 miles from where I live. I've been to Grovetown you know, several times. Anyway, the story I'm looking at, local stories, the dated July 13th. A woman says a man claiming to be with a TV show sucked her toe inside of East Georgia Walmart. <laughs> After claiming everything she purchased that day would be free if she complied with his unusual request. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop you right okay, there. Uh, now, I, I I know your first instinct is to say, wow, this woman is dumb, but I could easily see that being a show on Fox. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what, yeah, like the guy, like, he sounds halfway credible, and, you know, you don't know. I mean. What's this guy, Daniel Tosh? Um, I have a picture of him. I'll show it to you uh, later. But, um, you know, if she's getting, like, a lot of stuff, I'm like, hey, all you got to do is just let me, you know, suck your toe. I let a guy suck my toes. Exactly. If I'm getting something from Walmart. I'd let my guy suck a toe if I wasn't shopping. That's a free toe bath. <laughs> I win. Yeah, that's a win-win, I guess. But, um, The Augusta Chronicle, the paper down there, reports that the woman called sheriff's deputies Tuesday to describe the bizarre counter in the Grovetown store. The Columbia County Sheriff's Department says the man asked the 18-year-old woman if her toenails were painted, whether she'd watched America's Funniest Home Videos, and he said he was with the show. Now, I understand that, you know, prank shows, but America's Funniest Home Videos, just really, they have standards, man. Tom Bergeron would not be privy to that shit. Well, that's the that's the big reveal. It is Tom Bergeron. <laughs> He's a toe fiend. Come on, just let me suck one. But um, I was on Hollywood Squares. <laughs> X gets the square. Whoopi, let me suck them. Oh, I don't want to think about Whoopi Goldberg's feet, please. Uh, would it be better if I changed it to Bruce Valanche? <laughs> I don't know. That's about even, I think. Both of them are fat and whiny bitches, so I don't know. We'll just change but, it to Charo. There you go. Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. I like that. Um, but authorities say said that the man asked if he could kiss her foot as part of the prank. Um, <laughs> then while he was kissing her foot, he sucked her big toe. She screamed, and the man started running away. He got to <laughs> run away. And here's my favorite part of the story. 
As he was running away, he screamed, It tasted so good, though, and ran out of Walmart. <laughs> and that man was Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> but um, I've actually... the follow Here's the follow-up, though. Um, a couple of days later, they, they tracked down the guy. There was a manhunt. <laughs> yeah, there was a manhunt. Tommy Lee Jones came in. I didn't suck your toe. I don't care. <laughs> We're checking every foot spa. Any nail salon within the two mile radius. He's running. He ran. He ran out of the Grovetown Walmart at a foot speed of about two and a half miles per hour. Therefore, we get roadblocks up the next twenty mile perimeter. Get dogs through there. Get helicopters there. I want this guy found tomorrow. Let's go, go, go. Dude, calm down. You're an actor. You're not even affiliated with this. You just popped up in the middle of the Walmart talking. I was buying some filters for my air conditioner and decided I'd whip this town into shape. Now go, a, go, go. Then I had a dream about being on a horse, seeing some gold up in the mountains with my father. And apparently I stole a bunch of drug money from Josh Brolin. Fade to black. <laughs> um, but uh, the thing with it is that, uh, all right, like I said, this guy, the police caught up with him, you know, because you can't run. From the long heel of the law. He was identified as Joey Lephart. Um, this is also, this is actually the story I got. I tried to look for a local story, but I found, of all places, the Huffington Post. Which, you know, there's a, they find stories on the internet. That looks cool. Copy, paste, give credit. That's all they do. But, um. And Ariana Huffington is richer than we will ever be. Yes. But, like I said, they, they caught up with the guy later, like, a few days later. He was charged. With a misdemeanor of battery. Count of battery, I guess, is what they got him with. Toe battery. Toe battery, yes. But apparently from Oracle, the smoking gun, they got a, they, they found his report. This report. Apparently this isn't his his first time he's done something like this. Apparently back in February, he was in Arkansas. Um, no, I'm sorry. He wasn't in Arkansas. He was in South Carolina. I don't know where in South Carolina. They'd look at the Oracle. But he asked a woman... At uh, a Walmart, South Carolina, if he could kiss and smell her feet. Because he was a judge on American Idol. Yeah, here's the thing, too, is that apparently uh, around this time, this is around this time last year, uh, the police were hunting for a toe sucking bandit in Arkansas, suspected of similar crimes. Even though there's no, the, the article says there's no known connection between the two. <laughs> but I like to think that this guy is just traveling from Walmart to Walmart. Seeing America. Yes. It's like Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. Here's a picture of the guy, just for reference, from the his booking, his mugshot. Don't know if that – I can't tell if that looks like the face of the guy who's in defeat or not. The face of a toe sucker. Look at this face because this man could be your neighbor or your neighbor or even you. Are you sucking toes right now? Are you? Sorry, pull the toe out of my mouth. It looks like this guy's got a bit of a shiner. Like, did somebody hit him in the eye with a toe or something? <laughs> the, the girl probably kicked him in the face once she saw what he was doing. Oh, but it tasted so good. Yeah. <laughs> I just like that. That's what he said as he left, you know. But, yeah, I take it. I don't know if it's like, you know, since his battery, I assume... 
It's not going to be like sexual assault. So assault with a deadly tongue. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my story. My local one of my local stories from the land of Georgia. And next year we all get to go to the theaters and see the Toe Bandit starring Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp and Bruce Willis will be there. He'll be the woman. <laughs> and his beautiful, beautiful feet. He really does. Have you seen Have you seen Die Hard? He really does. He does. Those are those are action feet. Those are feet that have seen some shit. <laughs> they walk through glass. Okay, I still have Rednecks for Obama Facebook page, and woman masturbates on busy highway. It's ten minutes last one. Is you know it's an election year, so I think it'd be best to go with the Rednecks and Obama. <laughs> Because, you know, those go together like peanut butter and jelly. They really do. Okay. In Lee County, Florida, 16-year-old Ryan Turner has started a controversy with his decoration for the newly opened Democratic Party headquarters, a Confederate flag emblazoned with the face of America's first black president. I'm going to repeat that. (laughs) A Confederate flag with Obama's face on it. Yeah, those two, like I said, those two just go hand in hand, you know. What I want to know is, does it still say hope? I figured you'd say nope. <laughs> Within seconds, Ryan was ordered by party leaders to take the flag down, which he did with great reluctance. When contacted by local reporters, Ryan told them that, despite his political views, he has the heart of a redneck, telling them, a redneck is someone who's not afraid to get down and dirty for their money. Someone who's not afraid to work hard and wipe the sweat off their brow. I like how you went into that little accent. I think he's describing a prostitute, not a redneck. (laughs) I don't know, though. I've seen many a redneck who, they've done some dirty things. Very dirty. Well, what are prostitutes if not the rednecks of the city? That's true. I think so. They both, they like, you know, wearing uh, camouflage and driving in big trucks with big wheels on it, mud riding. What prostitute doesn't like mud riding? I haven't met one yet who doesn't like mud riding. Yeah, I bet they do enjoy mud riding. If you know what I'm saying. Uh, Anal sex. Golden dildo. (laughs) When asked what had originally attracted him to the candidate, Ryan explained that he had lost his father to cancer ten years prior, and that if his father had had good health insurance, doctors would have found a cure for his cancer in time. I don't think this guy understands how science works (laughs) well i I can kind of see what he's saying because like you know sometimes health insurance you know health insurance doesn't cure cancer man no it doesn't but i'm saying is that if you've got like decent health insurance you're you're more likely to go to the doctor you get checkups i think you know that's just that's what i'm I'm trying to say the guy maybe has some rationale behind his odd decision that's all i'm saying Health insurance doesn't cure cancer, Matt. Oh, I'm not saying that. I'm, do you hear me say that? I'm not, I'm not taking offense with his position. It's just that one statement. If more people had proper health insurance, doctors could cure cancer. Yeah. Health insurance is apparently a secure-all. Since then, he's become obsessed with health care reform, an issue that eventually steered him toward the Obama campaign and led to the creation of his Rednecks for Obama Facebook page. The reason for the group, says Ryan, is to prove not all Southerners are racist. 
He says this after being forced to remove his Confederate flag from Democratic <laughs> Party headquarters. And to be fair, he only lit that cross as a celebration of Obama. He lit that cross. He did not burn it. He did not burn it. Exactly. They needed a light outside. The porch light wasn't working. They had the cross. I mean, you see, the, the cross, it symbolizes Obama <laughs> and hope, the bright light of hope that he is. Now that they're trying to burn him on a stake or anything. It's not racist. It's just... The cross symbolizes Obama being burned to death by hope. I, there's nothing racist about it. No, exactly. The the cross represents you know purification through burning. Impurity. Not racial purity, but well, just purity. It's not racist just, at all. Just purity of spirit and body and skin color. It's not, it's not racist. Oh. Uh, now, in support of his nephew, Ryan's uncle Tony simply stated, if somebody is offended by it, I can understand because they're only seeing one half of the flag. This is all just a big wacky misunderstanding, Matt. Yeah, I mean, this happened to me many times. Like, I've I've tried to, you know, support Obama by making a, a doll of him and hanging it up in the tree where everybody can see. People only see the rope around his neck. They only see the rope around his I do that for support because that doll is very lifeless. It's, the neck is a very good place to support when you're hanging something up. You've seen people with those baby slings. I mean, the neck is very sturdy. Yeah, and it's not nothing racist about it. I mean, I'm just... I mean, when I say his death on his thing, it's not death to him. It's death to all his opponents. That's all it is. It's death to the recession. Death to the recession. Death to the Republicans. I am support him completely. And the tree represents America hoisting Obama up by the neck. Exactly. And even though Nicorette's written on it in big red letters, that's talking about... The red symbolizes the Republicans and how they're all just a bunch of worthless, useless Nicorettes. That's it. White Nicorettes. Yeah, exactly. Nothing racist. You can have, you can have white Nicorettes. I'm a white Nicorette myself. Now, when, when asked for a comment, the Obama campaign welcomed the support of rednecks for Obama, but did not want to comment on whether they support the use of the Confederate flag next to the president. <laughs> yeah, that kind of... So that's when we get like there are so many different like flags like that one flag that everybody associates with the Confederate flag. It wasn't even like the main flag that you know the Confederates used. Drop some history knowledge on you, but uh, yeah, the main flag was just the silhouette of a man whipping a slave <laughs> while the slave picked cotton. But um, like I think one of the main flags the is it's like the. You know, they call it the stars and bars, but um, there were a bunch of flags that the South had during the time of the Confederacy. I mean, that's not the main – that's the one most people used, but, uh, I mean, you know, he didn't – if he wanted to make his point, he could have been subtle about it, you know, used another flag. Yeah, there was like 15. Shockingly, the Confederacy was kind of a clusterfuck. Yeah, it's hard to believe that a bunch of states who are independent states with very little central government, you know – can't agree on something. Built on the principles of owning other human beings. <laughs> exactly. It's hard to believe that. But, yeah, I mean, like I say, if you want to get your point across, and be, you could have been more subtle about it instead of just, I mean, that's like, that's like supporting the Prime Minister of Israel 
by putting his face on a swastika flag, you know. Well, now you've ruined my Christmas present for you. Damn it. You know I'm a major Netanyahu fan. I mean, I guess I can give it to somebody else in our Yahooligans group. <laughs> Netanyahu is for life, son. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't believe I just, I made the comment in the past and I had no idea that, you know, you were taking it seriously. I apologize for that. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. You can always get me Obama's face on a Confederate flag. I'd appreciate that. Alright, so I believe this just leaves us with the mysterious bank robbery in your hometown yes. that you um, may or may not be involved in. But, but before I get to that, I do want to mention that, like, let's talk rednecks for Obama. I don't know if this is like it with you, but it just seems like people like, I know from the South and stuff, like, if they say his name, like, the president, I usually call him the president, because something about saying Obama's name with a southern accent comes out as being, like, condescending and stuff. Is it just me, or do you feel the same way? I feel the same way. It just feels like an insult. You know, it's like, Obama. Obama. Like, that's why I like to call him the president, if I ever mention him, you know. Which is kind of weird, because like, I can say, like, you know, the, the last president, like Bush, you know, I can say President Bush, but it sounds like the southern accent is like, you know. President Clinton, President Bush, President Obama. Oh, look who's fancy with his O. I can't stop myself. I can't. I don't know what's wrong with me. I think it's just my. We're both been bred this way. <laughs> That's why I just call him Barrio. Barrio, yeah. Barrack. I call him Barrack. Baraka. <laughs> He's the guy from Street Fighter. That would be awesome. Baraka is president. Baraka Obama. <laughs> Nobody would bitch about him in anything. I want healthcare pass. <laughs> His vice president is Blanca. <laughs> M. Bison runs the tea bag, uh, the, the not the tea bag party, but the tea party. The recession will face the full fury of his psycho power. <laughs> but uh, so this next story, like I said, um, the mysterious bank robber that was never caught. I, I scoured the internet look, looking for news articles or anything. I can't find anything because uh, it was took place in the nineties in a small town where you know. I mean, come on, the town got, like, DSL, like, in 2005. Yeah, we just got power in, like, 1997. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I didn't know what a phone was until last year. I don't know what the internet is now. <laughs> it's demonry. They're little men. I'm a little man inside your screen talking to uh, you. Devil, get out. Get behind me, Satan. Every time I talk to you, I try to free you from this box in <laughs> front of me, but I can never break through. I'm Beelzebub. But, no, this story, um, I can't remember exactly when it was. I was in elementary school at the time, uh, late elementary school, so probably about fifth fifth grade. Um, so it was about 10. That would have been, like, around 1998. And to give you some information, like, the town I was from, uh, I grew up in uh, Calhoun Falls. Um, there were two banks, even though the town didn't have any people. There were two banks in the town. Your town was built around bank robbery. But what's amazing about these two banks is that they were literally across the street from each other. Like on the main street, there's like the Capital Bank, which is the nicer bank. It was to the left and to the right, directly across the street, was First Citizens. Well, the Capital Bank was the whites-only bank. <laughs> well, it was kind of the nicer of the two, so yeah. Oh, and 
might explain the story. And what's kind of interesting is because this, these two banks were on Main Street, and about 500 yards up the road was the police department. I mean, you stepped out of the police department, you had a clear view of both banks, you know. You could look down there and see them. There wasn't much on that on that Main Street, but um, but so apparently there was a bank robbery, and at First Citizens, as far as I know, the story goes, it's pretty normal. Like some black guy came in, robbed him. Um, I think he had a gun. I don't think he got much, like a big amount of money. Like he didn't get the safe or nothing. He just like robbed what was in the registers, the drawers and stuff, which you know by itself is a couple thousand dollars, which isn't bad. But um, what makes the story so amusing? To me, anyway, the story, the way it goes is that, you know, you're robbing a bank. You usually have a concrete plan. You know, you stake the place out, you rob it. You hire Ryan Gosling. You hire Ryan, yeah, that's what he does. He drives for five minutes, he's yours. But um, this guy, he pulled a Ryan Gosling, not in a car, but his vehicle of choice was a bicycle. <laughs> he, he robbed a bank and ran away on a bike. You'll never catch me alive. Ding, ding, ding. Cling, cling, cling. Yes. He lost five minutes sticking a baseball card in there. <laughs> it makes it sound like he's actually, you know, got an engine. It's got flames on the side. Flames make it faster. <laughs> he just walks out and <laughs> his getaway driver stenciling in flames. <laughs> hurry, hurry, hurry. <laughs> Done. He put all the money in the basket in the front. <laughs> but what's amazing is the fact that he got away on the bike and he he got away. He he out. I mean, like that's what I'm saying. The police, like I said, the police were on bicycles. <laughs> He's getting away. Ding 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 ding. If you knew how some of the police looked in town, that would be. I mean, seriously, you, it's very good possibility that they were on bikes or a foot race. <laughs> they had a thrilling race. They're like 20 feet away from them. One of the police cars crashed into a pole. Like, it was just carnage. That's why I mean, like, like I said, I mean, if you were in that police department, like, it would have taken you like all of ten seconds to get down to the bank from the police department. And supposedly, like, the story goes is he's running away. Some like apparently, who is the clerk? Or whatever had a, one of those die packs in it. And like I said, he's a black man. And he's from the town, and so naturally he's going to the black side of town, which I said before has the hilarious name of Buck Nelly. <laughs> They're separated by a railroad track. No, actually, this this was kind of interesting. Like, there is no railroad track. That would be very cool if it was, but yeah, like, nah, I wish there was a railroad track that separated. It's just like um, there's a road that you go on, and you take a left on the road, then all of a sudden, bam, you're there. There's like a thicket of woods. That's the barrier between the black and the white side of town. But um, a witch lives there. Yeah, that's where Buck Nellie. She stays there. She's still alive. She's like two hundred years old. But um, people come to her asking for her voodoo. <laughs> that's probably how he got away. But um, so suppose like he's going into Buck Nellie when the die pack explodes. He crashes into a fruit cart. It explodes. That blowing everywhere and supposedly like. Supposedly, like, when the police finally catch up, like, they find this trail of, like, blue money going into Bucknelly, and, like, the trail just stops. And, like, you know, like I said, to this day, the guy's never been caught. He is our town's equivalent of D.B. Cooper. <laughs> just somewhere. There's just 
a black guy dyed blue that nobody can find. <laughs> he looks like the girl from Willy Wonka. But, I mean, I don't know if he, like I said, if, I mean, I assume he never was able to spend the money. No, no, it's every now and then when you're in that town, you somebody passes you a blue dollar bill. <laughs> you just ignore it. Yeah, we kind of, yeah, we, we accepted it. Police wrote it off. Oh, Bucknelly and their blue currency. That helps them because it separates us and them even more. <laughs> have a different kind of money. <laughs> hey, this is whites only money. <laughs> but yeah, that's the fabled bank robbery. You know, the most daring crime that's ever taken place in my town. On a bike. Yeah, I said the most daring. Yeah, there has been a few crimes that are very serious. There's been a few murders. Well, they had you know the luxury of a ten speed, so. It's not quite as impressive. <laughs> that, that's how the guy got away. Like they hit him and the police. They hit a hill. The police were on their bikes. They were struggling, and he ratcheted up the gear and just <laughs> sped away. One of them was trailing behind a wagon. <laughs> yeah, they had the bomb squad in the back, just in case. Yeah, in the wagon, the, the bomb squad and crime lab was on the wagon. And their hostage negotiator, <laughs> just in case. Just in case. But yeah, that's. That's my story from the town of Calhoun Falls. Alright, that just leaves me and my crazy masturbating lady. Story of my life. I'm already aroused, to be honest. Not not from this story, just from the the rednecks from Obama ones got me hot. Now, this takes place a few months back, around June. Mm-hmm. A 35-year-old woman by the name of Ashley Holton was arrested after being seen masturbating on the side of Highway 484 in Ocala, Florida. And apparently, this was considered such a show that it caused a traffic jam because of people <laughs> slowing down to get a look. Well, yeah, to be fair, she was on top of the car. so Nobody's sure why she did this. She just... Pulled over her car, walked out wearing only a pink shirt, got down, splayed herself on the highway, and just went to town. Well, you know how it is on the highway. They have their 60-60 billboards. So. Oh, yeah, those road signs with the little stick men. Oh, yeah, and the the swerve sign. I, I, I don't really – I can't talk about it too much. I'm just – That fork symbol. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's like a uterus. Mm-hmm. Apparently things went on for over a half hour before the police arrived. Now I'm just thinking, wow, she lasted an hour? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if anything, she should be arrested. She should be commended. I mean, even for a girl, that's kind of impressive. Yeah. Now, apparently, even after a half hour, she still wasn't finished. Because <laughs> when a female police officer tried to force her to stop, she bit and kicked her. Wow. Like, just furiously trying to finish up before being dragged away. Just give me this. Come on. Give me this. Once they finally got her in the car and processed her, she claimed that this was only a love tap and she should not be prosecuted for biting the police officer. <laughs> According to the report, she continued to resist the officers by spreading her legs, exposing her vagina, and telling the officers to kiss her there, and <laughs> refusing verbal commands to cooperate. I do have to ask, what did she do wrong? Nothing. This is this is fascism. This is a draconian police force abusing their power. Exactly. Are we sure that John Lithgow was not the mayor of this town as well? 
My son was killed by female masturbation. <laughs> he got into a car accident watching a woman jerk off on the road. Or she squirted in his eye and he died. Ah, it burns. I'm going to show you a photo of the woman. See what this lady looks like. Ugh, okay, yeah, cool. Okay, I can kind of see why she was arrested now. <laughs> I don't know, to be fair. I mean, if she cleaned herself up a little bit, I, I, I'd watch her on the side of the road. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she have to do something about her face. <laughs> Sorry. That's what you say to all women. You'd look really hot if you just did something about your face. If you got some surgery there, you'd look fantastic. But that's not where the story ends. Of course not. Because one week later, another woman by the name of Tracy Mab walked onto an intersection in the 800 block of South Dixie Highway in Pompano Beach, Florida, and began to take her clothes off. She began by pulling off her top and flashing her breasts to onlookers, but then began, quote, giving a full view of her vagina and buttocks, and doing so with complete vulgar and indecent intentions. When confronted by police, she refused to put her clothes on and shouted, quote, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> of course she does. I mean, there's a reason why she's out there. At this point in her life, I think she has run out of many a fuck to give. Obviously, but what I want to know is, was this just a coincidental masturbation on the road, or was she a copycat? <laughs> I just sent Matt the mugshot. Oh my god. I love that mugshot. I could think when I saw that was Drew Barrymore. I can see that. Yeah, Drew Barrymore crying. Looks like her. You think she was making that face the whole time? I would imagine she was if she, uh, <laughs> in the middle of it. Ah, uh, this asphalt is fucking hot. Well, I thought that was more like her arousal face. <laughs> it's both. So two women with no apparent connection between each other just deciding one day to get out on the side of the road and masturbate in one week. They're probably what I think is probably the second lady she saw with the first lady. It's like, huh, there might be something to that. Now, I've always wanted to try that. Just like a masturbating Forrest Gump. <laughs> She's just thinking, that lady's got it all figured out. I'm going to follow her. But seems like a pretty fucked up coincidence, right? pretty fucked up coincidence but oh no five days later <laughs> five days later a man by the name of jeffrey marriott a 50 year old resident of port st lucie was arrested after a female neighbor saw him masturbating in his front yard what the fuck is going on florida there's just a bunch of freaks that's all i can think of According to the report, she told police he was, quote, walking back and forth, masturbating in the driveway, <laughs> the front yard, and between the trucks, working real hard at it. Now, this is where I think the story might be a little blown out of force because I don't know if you're like me. I can't walk and do that at the same time. No. I'm not that good at multitasking. Again, that's impressive. I, just the coordination it takes, like, because I would be, like, out of sync, you know what I mean? I'd be either focusing on walking or focusing on that, you know, and I would just mess up my stroke. I mean, what I want to know is, 
Was it one long session as he walked around, or did he pop one off in the driveway, then one in the front yard, and then one between the trucks? <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he, he, that's how he's, he's fertilizing the lawn. <laughs> Literally. Grow, my children! Grow! He's trying to... He's trying to create a moat around his house. He's just doing it very slowly. Or he's just trying to create, like, some horrible, fucked up, human-plant hybrid. He's the Floronic Man. Uh, like, the, like, a couple months later, it starts growing. I just like that she felt the need to add, he was working really hard at it. Imagine if he was walking around, he was working pretty hard at it, because that doesn't seem possible. Uh-huh. After taking this guy away... The police did a thorough search of the premises, during which they uncovered an unknown clear liquid substance on his doorknob, which at this point has not yet been identified. I wonder where that could be. Imagine David Caruso just getting a swab of that and taking it down to the crime lab. Just millions of dollars being spent to analyze this clear liquid substance. What is it? It's semen. Well, I guess you could say that this crime... Was whack. Yeah! <laughs> it would, I hope it, they just shock everybody and discover that it's like plutonium or something. Yeah. It's nitroglycerin. That was like his trap. Now, before leaving, the cops spoke to the distinguished Mr. Marriott's girlfriend, who told them she had been taking a nap for the past three hours inside the house and that Marriott had not been in the bed with her. Which begs the question, if he was that horny, how hard would it have been to walk two rooms away and wake up his girlfriend? Well, you know, sometimes when you gotta go, you gotta go. I mean, you gotta need, man. Maybe she was really tired. I mean, for all we know, this guy was just being considerate. And, I mean, I do think that sometimes people... It wasn't about that. It was about walking around doing it, you know. Being out in public, that's what gives them, you know, the thrill, just to someone to see them doing that. People are fucked up sometimes. Personally, though, I don't think it was doing it outside that was the thrill of it. I think he just liked the idea of just masturbating and not having sex with his girlfriend. He wanted to deny her that. Yeah, I'm just shooting this shit off under the grass. You're not getting any of this, baby. Do you, do you have the mugshot for this guy? I do. I want, to see, I want to see this. Oh, my God. He looks like a guy my father works with. <laughs> Seriously. Even with the mustache, like the big nose and stuff. Now I'm thinking about him doing it. Ugh. What have you done to me? Just think about that. Within two weeks, three citizens just decide just got a wild hair up their ass and decided to masturbate in public in roughly the same area in Florida. I mean, is this like the first step of some kind of alien invasion? Man, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what they say, the signs of alien abduction or, you know, public masturbation is one of them, apparently. I mean, it's like the happening. <laughs> that's what it is. They just wake up in the middle just jerking it. Steve, what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> Somebody make me stop. <laughs> she just grabs a gun and blows his brains out. That's a horrifying concept nobody's explored. Masturbating zombies. I still think that uh, my theory is that the Republicans have something to do with it. They're coming to Florida for the 
the the convention in September. Mitt Romney's doing it. He gets off on that watching people publicly masturbate. Yeah, that's the one thing that leaks them. They're all Democrats. They just want liberals to be too busy jerking off to be able to vote. They unleashed the wank bomb. My God. Hopefully their fakes won't move up to Georgia and Alabama. We can only hope. Well, actually, I do actually do hope that that happens because <laughs> that would be an amazing podcast. <laughs> just us describing the effects as you know, the masturbation illness takes hold of us. Tell my mother I love her. Oh. <laughs> we would, yeah, it'd be like a running, like, you know, like we would do it live, like, as we succumb to it. Emphasis on cum. On that note, <laughs> those were your three stories. Yes. Those were my three stories. So were. Or were they? Dun, dun, dun. James, my brother. <laughs> no, that's for next episode. Okay. I have one more story that I decided we had to end on. Man allegedly beats three cops while drunk at kids' concert. <laughs> I do want to mention before we get started, my father has an alibi. <laughs> well, this man is from Georgia. Okay, so. This is what drew me to the story. As far as I know, he hasn't went to any concerts, so I think we're good on that end. Okay, before I even get into this story, I've got to show you this guy's mugshot. Because I want you to have that in your head as I tell you the details. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a cartoon character who just got into a fight. All that's missing is a lump and birds. Stars, yeah, stars over his head. A Georgia man whose name recalls a popular 1970s action movie hero was arrested after a lit allegedly... Assaulting police officers while drunk at a sixth grade choir concert. <sighs> officers say that 24 year old Billy Jack Milton. <laughs> Billy Jack, nice. Billy Jack was disrupting the concert and refused to leave even when asked. While in the parking lot, Milton took off his shirt and challenged the school <laughs> principal to a fight. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so. This guy was dragged out of a sixth grade choir, just took off his shirt and threw it in the parking lot saying, Come on! Come on, Principal Leibowitz! Show me some of that kung fu! You got one of them dirty Jew names. <laughs> so after calling out the school principal, he attempted to drive away from the school parking lot with a woman and a five-year-old child in the vehicle. That's what one of the things that fascinated me about this. This was a sixth grade choir concert. Mm -hmm. His son is five years old. <laughs> what the fuck was he doing? <laughs> Drunk at a sixth grade choir concert that he has no business attending. Like, was he just was, was that just a night on the town? <laughs> Hell, I thought it was gonna be Journey. I'm sorry, man. I thought it was a Journey concert. These kids are bullshit. Principal Leibowitz, you lied to me. That's why he got drunk. Officers were on the scene when Melton got out of the vehicle and went to the passenger side in what attempted to be an attempt to switch spots. Oh, I, I'm not I'm not trying to drive away. This invisible man is. <laughs> I, don't even, I haven't even seen this asshole before. It's not DUI if you're not driving. Ha ha ha. I'm steering the wheel from the passenger seat. You can't arrest me. 
After noting alcohol on Milton's breath, officers ordered Milton to leave the vehicle. He refused, and when an officer tried to physically remove him from the vehicle, Milton swung at the officer's face with a closed fist. Two officers then tried to assist the first officer to subdue Milton, a.k.a. Billy Jack, <laughs> who by this point was swinging his arms wildly. Melton pushed one officer back onto a nearby vehicle and threw another backwards. I assume while screaming, I am Billy Jack. This is Bakra. This sixth grade concert is bullshit. I am Billy Jack, Lord of the Choir. I told them to play Devil Went Down to Georgia and they didn't. I demand satisfaction. While officers continued to try and place Melton under arrest, he made a grab for one of their guns. Yeah, that's always a smart decision. <laughs> so, just just a recap to where we are at this point. <laughs> this man took his wife and son to just some random sixth grade <laughs> choir, probably not even the kids' school, just because, fuck it, he wanted to see these kids sing. <laughs> I want to dance tonight, all right? You say I never take you out. I'm taking you out now, ain't I? <laughs> he shows up either drunk or he gets drunk during the choir. I mean, that may be why they asked him to leave. Like he had a, just a big gulp full of beer. I, I mean, for some reason, just because he's from Georgia, I imagine he's got the jug with the three X's on it. Just... Kids are trying to sing the Christmas shoes. The kid gets to, if mama meets Jesus, to, ah, oh. throws a beer can at his head. Play worlds apart. Come on. Da, 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 da. Get your fucking hands off me. Da, 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 He's trying to conduct the choir. They throw him out into the parking lot. This is bullshit, Leibowitz. I demand to see the principal. Parlay! Parlay! <laughs> the police come after trying just an elaborate ruse by switching seats. He's a crafty one. He punches one of them, throws another backwards, grabs a gun, and this is where shit gets real. It jumps up a notch. Before the officer is tragically wounded by this inebriated choir fan, the officer grabs onto his hand, wrestles the gun away, and pistol whips Billy Jack in the face. <laughs> just goes down like a sack of wet potatoes. <laughs> now, but by the time Billy Jack had been put into handcuffs and escorted down to the police station, all three officers had received scratches and bruises. And I assume had one hell of a story to tell to their families that night. I imagine it's like the guys are tapping the wrist and he's like, his face is all bloody. He's like, I am Billy Jack. I am Lord of the Choir. Da 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 Save me, Journey. That says, despite all this, Billy Jack still refused breath, blood, and urine tests. I assume because they didn't want him stealing his fluids. I paid hard-earned money for that beer, and I'm going to keep it as long as I can. He now faces six criminal counts including disarming an officer, multiple counts of fourth-degree assault on an officer, and DUI charges. Because apparently, driving a car from the passenger seat does not exonerate you from DUI. 
Damn. He 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 worked at he's like a chess master. You know, he's so many steps ahead of the officers at that point that you know it's a wonder that they even caught on to his clever ruse. You know. I'm sure he had like a bicycle as his getaway. If only. We need Steve here with his 10-speed. <laughs> According to the criminal complaint, Billy Jack had also been convicted in Georgia on controlled substance, property damage, and aggravated assault charges. I assume all from, you know, showing up to a high school production of Grease. <laughs> you motherfuckers better shape up! Ha <laughs> He takes out Tony Zuko with a beer can. <laughs> they chase him, he's like, go, go, Grease Lightning, and he runs off. <laughs> He hops onto his bicycle, and he's never seen again. <laughs> Until now. He had it out for that bastard, Kaniki, all along. I like how this article ends with, The character Billy Jack was the central figure in a string of 1970 movie hits starring Tom Laughlin. I assume Tom Laughlin wasn't available for comment. <laughs> no, he was. His comment was, why the fuck you bother me about this? But what I'm kind of interested, though, just like, you know, this... Was in Minnesota, right? Yes. Why? Is, how did they got from Georgia get to Minnesota? <laughs> he was on the lamb. <laughs> Billy Jack has made many an enemy. He was going on a national tour, crashing school functions, <laughs> and going to Walmart and licking toes. But, but in his defense, though, it tastes so good. <laughs> I'm going to ask you one more time. Are you sure your dad has an alibi? I'm pretty sure. I don't think he was in Minnesota. Do you know that? I mean, was there a weekend where he went away on a business trip? Now that you mention it, there was a day he stayed late at work. I mean, he could have taken a plane. <laughs> he expressed purpose of going to mess up a middle school <laughs> choir function with his other wife and child. <laughs> he hates the Christmas shoes that much. Well, it's not a great song, so, you know. That's what, if I was his lawyer, that's what it... Would be my defense. I'm sure that's how he got off. Your Honor. He gets Cowboy Bob to defend him. Your Honor, this man had no choice in the matter. If Mama meets Jesus tonight, really? I mean, Your Honor, you can accuse a Kate from California of knocking a girl up. <laughs> but that don't make it true. Forcing this gentleman to enjoy a song like the Christmas Shoes without the help of alcoholic beverages... That's cool and unusual punishment, no matter which way you slice it. Once again, Cowboy Bob saves the day. He rode away on his horse, <laughs> which limped the whole way out. Mm. <laughs> well, you better be careful, though, if he's outside of Alabama. Yeah, Alabama's the only free zone for that shit. <laughs> really, that should become, like, like they sh there should be tourism commercials. Alabama. <laughs> Where man and horse can love each other and no one judges. <laughs> Just all these shots of a guy and his horse, like, going on a picnic and walking through the beach. Alabama. Think about it. He's feeding the horse carrots, and then he gets this look on his face, and then he starts to unbutton his pants. He's feeding the horse carrots, and then he just starts thrusting it in. <laughs> it gets very suggestive. Yeah. That's something you should work on. Go to the Alabama Tourism Board. I show up in a suit. Now listen, you're not going to like what I have to say, but hear me out. I have a briefcase full of documents. <laughs> you're smoking cigarettes. You got your hair slicked back. I go Don Draper on their asses. I look at a man. You know what I see? I see his need to be with a horse.
You know, we were skeptical at first, but by George, man, you've got it. <laughs> I shake my hand. And that's how I become head of the Alabama Tourism Board, before I'm brought down by a sex scandal. Involving a real person. A real person in a horse costume. <laughs> yeah, they frown upon that. It's either the real thing or not at all. They frown on interspecies relationships. <laughs> that damn tranny horse. <laughs> down here... We stick to one species, and we like it. Even Cowboy Bob is offended. He becomes a prosecutor just so he can prosecute you. Looks like somebody thinks he's too good for the species he was born into. <laughs> he says he dabbles sweat off his forehead. It's like the middle of February. God saw fit to make this man a man, but apparently he'd rather slap God in the face with a horse cock. <laughs> As we all know, Cowboy Bob is a huge opponent of trans species rights. Of course. He's blocked. And he's a horse cock. That's his nickname. The horse cock blocker. Just, I mean, I do know a lot about this because I was saving it for one of the later episodes. But Matt, for well, pretty much as far back as I can remember, I've wanted to be a wallaby. Well, it's funny that you say that, because I myself have had that desire many years, ever since seeing Rocco's Modern Life. I know. You, I mean, did you just watch him walking around in that shirt with no pants and just think, someday? Someday I will have a dog and be friends with a cow and a Jewish turtle. But until people get enlightened and change those laws, we're just going to have to make do wearing our blue boomerang shirts and... Arguing with the big heads across the street. While we're forced to wear pants. Until the South rises again, I am James. I'm Matt. And you've just been below the Bible Belt. Wallabies need to get more love. I do think dingoes need better rep ever since the whole dingo ate your baby thing. Which was never proven, by the way. Yeah. I don't think I've actually seen a picture of a wallaby. Me neither. Let's do that shit right now. Alright. I am 22 years old. I am about to look at a photograph of a wallaby for the first time in my life. What's the verdict? Wallabies have very prominent balls. Look at this. Tell me this wallaby does not have prominent balls. Damn. Those are some prominent balls. <laughs>